The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Hi, good morning. Good morning. This is Diane Chandler, Miss September 1966, and I'm filling in this morning for Cindy from 7 to 7.30 because we have a very busy playmate here with us this morning, and she is in a very... uh, busy industry, and they start very early in the morning, so she's going to only have a half an hour to spend with us. So um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Miss Jerry Glass, Miss September 1973. Jerry, how are you? Hey, Diane. I'm good. I'm good. It's rainy, cold, and dark up here uh, where I am. (laughs) Well, send us some of that rain. I need it down here in Atlanta. (laughs) Boy, no. I I know. I've been watching the news. You guys are desperate. It's, it is. It is desperately desperate. Well, how did tell us? Uh, of course, everybody always wants to know how did you wind up as Miss September '73? Well, it was not by choice or design. I uh, was playing volleyball actually at Santa Monica Beach with a whole group of people. Half of them I didn't even know, and one girl in the group comes up to me and says, "You know, you need to be in Playboy like right this second." And <laughs> You know, of course, I thought she was high on drugs. Oh, uh, sure. But, but what I didn't know, and I found out later, 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 was that she wanted to buy a king-size waterbed and didn't have the money and knew if she found a girl who was published in Playboy, oh, yeah. she would get a $500 finder's Finder's fee, right. Right, and you know, it was the 70s after all, and everybody had to have a king-size water bed. Right, sure. So sure. anyway, she kept on and on about me taking a Polaroid, and this went on for like six months. Oh. And finally, I did, and boy, Playboy called me instantly, and then I thought, oh, my God, now what do I do? <laughs> and, Just you know, be yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was... I was really lucky to uh, shoot with Mario Casilli. Oh, he's I, such a wonderful man. Oh, oh, not only, yeah, he is a wonderful, uh, just a wonderful person, but he's just a supreme artist. Yes, excellent you know, photographer, was, excellent yeah, photographer. Yeah, excellent, just, yeah. So I was, know, nobody can say anything about his work except that it's oh, right yeah. up there at the top. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I'm sure then you were very comfortable in everything throughout your shoot uh, working no, with Mario. Well, I was comfortable with Mario, but not that comfortable taking my clothes off. But uh, anyway, I, <laughs> well, anyway, I got over it. <laughs> now, tell me, tell me, what was your most crazy, goofy, fun experience uh, as a playmate? Maybe at the mansion, at a party, or somewhere else. So, uh, what was uh, what was the, nut- the kind of nuttiest thing that you would never ever have expected to happen that did? Well, probably every party at the mansion was nutty, but um, anyway, I I met a lot of, you know, a lot of movie stars and all that. Sure. But, um, one of the guys that I met, that I especially, um, I don't know, I'll, I'll never forget this, uh, I met Sammy Davis Jr. there, oh. and um, I had on these rose-colored platform heels. Oh, so 70s. Oh, I know. And they were really hot. And so, anyway, I'm tall anyway, so I just yeah, you powered are. 
towered above him. And Hef introduced me to him, and Sammy looked at my shoes, and he said, oh, my God, I just love those shoes. And he said, and I swear to God, this I, I could never make this up. He said, can I try them on? And I said, sure. So we traded shoes, and he had some black loafer-type things, and we wore the same size shoes. And so he took off and was walking around showing everybody. He was in my field. I could never make this up. And everybody was, you know, and I was showing everybody my black loafers. Yes. That, you know, I had on some really cute, you know, I don't know, negligee with these black loafers. And anyway, so... Uh, after this went on for a half an hour, he uh, found me again, and he he thanked me for you know <laughs> loaning me his, you know my high heels. Oh, he I was, wish you could have gotten a picture of the oh, two of you together. Oh gosh, I wish I you know. You but know, we didn't I, know in those days. We never thought there were, that. There were, I know, you know, there were no digital cameras then. Right, so. exactly, yeah. Anyway, yeah. he was he was such a gentleman, such a nice, nice man. Oh, yeah, everything I've ever read about him just says yeah. that just a and wonderful the, guy, wonderful that, guy. Yeah, that, that was, a, you know, one of my more fun experiences. Oh, that is so cool. Well, now, after you, um, um, did you start college? Uh, were you in college when you, when you appeared in the magazine? Because yes. I know you went to college out on the West Coast. Yes. Yes, I was all ah. during that. So yeah, I was trying to maintain. Uh-huh. My and what was your major? What did English. you make? English? Yes, ma'am. Oh my. Okay. Well, I want to kind of fast forward here because you have such an interesting job, and uh, folks, this uh, this playmate has gone where very few playmates have gone before, and that is right up into the a uh, totally male-dominated field without uh, any fear, and um, she is Jerry now works as uh, more or less, I guess. For people who aren't familiar with the construction industry, you could say that she works as an OSHA detective. That's the uh, Federal Occupational Safety, Safety and Health Administration. And um, easy for her to say. She does this all the time. <laughs> but she has a very, very fascinating job. She works with um, strictly, uh, you know, there are very few women in this in that industry at all. And... Um, uh, tell us how you got involved in this, Chair. Well, I've always been a personal injury paralegal, and uh, I did a lot, worked on a lot of construction accident cases, and I would always hire this one particular safety uh, expert as my expert witness to testify at trial. Uh-huh. And I would, you know, he would submit reports, and I would meet with him in this, and I was just fascinated how he could figure out how this accident happened and who violated what OSHA codes. Was it the injured worker? Was it his employer? Was it the subcontractor, the general contractor? And he would do all this investigation, put together exactly how this accident happened, who was at fault, and then he would write these brilliant reports and this went on for about 15 years, and one day, I mean, obviously, I was having a bad day at the law firm. <laughs> I, called, I called this guy up, and I said, you know, I have been hiring you for 15 years, 
it's about time you hired me because I want to do what you do. Good girl! And he says, okay. Ah! Okay, so this was eight years ago. <gasps> so in that eight years' time, uh, he has been training me to do what he does, which I now do. The only thing I don't do is I don't testify at trial because, you know, who yeah. needs that kind of stress? Right. But, um, you know, he is... But you put it all together. You figure out when they call and say we've had an injury on a on a big construction job. You have to go through afterwards, and I've got to read um, the job file, which sometimes is forty boxes of documents. Sometimes oh, it's only forty you know, boxes. Forty boxes. Absolutely. If we are retained by the general contractor, I've got to figure out who did what wrong. When you know who did not follow their site-specific safety plan, who did not tie off when they were on the roof, were the scaffold planks overlapped properly? Was the scaffold tied to the building? Did somebody not wear their safety glasses and got you know an eye yeah. injury? I've got to figure out all that kind of stuff. Oh. And you know, sometimes the sometimes you know, half the time the injured workers at fault. You know, he yes. He didn't want to go to his truck and get his uh, lanyard so he could, you know, tie it. Yeah, so he would. Yeah. Exactly. So I've got to figure out all this and then find the uh, OSHA regulation that's right on point, write a report, and at least my English uh, degree has come in handy because I have a lot of um, writing. Writing skills, yes. So you're basically kind of like a technical writer as well as a... Researcher. As well as a detective. Yeah, um, and, and researcher. Oh, yes, right, and the research. Um, I mean, that must, uh, that must in itself constitute uh, uh, an awful lot of your work and stuff. I mean, uh, Yeah, it does. But, you know, I took, uh, in the last eight years, I've taken a, a ton of night classes on uh-huh. all kinds of, like, uh, trenching and excavation, rigging, uh, flagging rules. Uh-huh. Uh, lock, uh, machine guarding, electrocution accidents. Yikes. Uh, just, you know, uh, personal protection, mm-hmm. uh, just all that. Uh, you know, I even took a bunch of classes on building construction. I mean, how a building goes together. So I know, like, for example, a drywaller on stilts. I know the hazards of his job and, uh-huh. you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So. You know, this is so fascinating because, you know, all of us go to work every day and we pass buildings and construction. We all see construction workers and right. we have no idea what they're doing. There are a bunch of ants up there running around, right. crawling exactly. all over. And, you know, someone like yourself is, is, it's so critical that we have people like you because, uh, you know, all of us probably know somebody whose brother or cousin or uncle or, or something is in the trades in one way or yeah. another. Oh, absolutely. And, and what, if it wasn't for you and uh, if it weren't for you and for OSHA, um, you know, these, as you say, the, a construction site is a very oh, dangerous place to be. And, and you, know, um, you know, Diane, uh, when, I, when I go to work, because I, I walk to work because I live that close, uh-huh. um, I pass tons of construction sites, and, you know, it. I'll stand there and I'll yell at the workers or I'll, <laughs> you know, find the foreman, and I'll say, you're missing the, the mid-rail on that 
know, <laughs> you know, up on the fifth floor, you know, you need a mid rail up there where, you know, well, what does he say to you? Who are you, lady? Glass door opening, you know, or else I'll say, you know, you need to tell your rigger that, you know, he can't turn his back to the load or you need to tag light on that load. Okay, and the, well, actually, they're pretty much dumbfounded, and then, I'm not kidding, there's this look of horror that comes over their face that, that they think I'm a um, an OSHA inspector. An OSHA they yes. become an inspector, right? And right. The power to levy <laughs> and they're like, "Uh oh, I better not say. Uh, I better yeah. be polite don't, to this lady. Yeah, yeah. Be very yeah. polite and say, oh, yes, ma'am. I'll see to that right away.' And none of this. Well, who are you to be coming yeah, on who, our who are, who are you, Barbie? Yeah, you know, exactly. They're, they're afraid that I'm from OSHA and that I will find them. And believe me, OSHA hands out some hefty fines. Oh, so I'm sure. They well, I tell you what, our commercial guys are knocking on our door, so we're going to have to take a better answer. Uh, Pardon me? We better answer them. Yes, exactly. We'll be right back with Jerry Glass, Miss September 1973. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. Festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST for p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's Every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. 
Young people, do you want a forum to discuss your ideas and thoughts about what matters most to you? Speak Up brings together diverse voices, cultures, and ideologies from college-age adults across the country. Host Gina Holland provides a different perspective on how current affairs impact future generations. Broadcasting live every Thursday, Speak Up with Gina urges young Americans to think, ask pertinent questions, and affect change. That's Speak Up with Gina, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. Hi, Diane Chandler. This is September 1966. Sitting in this morning for Cindy, and our guest is playmate Jerry Glass, Miss September 1973. And, Jerry, let me ask you... um, were you always interested in such technical kind of work? I mean, this is a very unusual job for uh, for a gal, and you're certainly kind of breaking boundaries every step of the way. Um, the answer is no. I wasn't really a techie per se. I am a writer and a reader, and I like a detective-type work. always been a fan of Columbo. Oh, yes, me too. <laughs> and... And these cases are kind of combine all of that, and then with the advent of the internet, that brought the research in. So I, you know, I don't have to go to the library. Right. Yes. Plow through, you know, the codes. Yes. You know, manually, and so yeah. that speeded up the process. But uh, the technical part, I think, comes in the writing and making sure my research is exact and applying the uh, right uh, code violations <laughs> to the right person. Yeah. And also it's gratifying to me uh, when I get, uh, for example, a case goes to trial and based on my research the right party gets the award or the wrong party gets ruled against. And yes. It's, uh, yes, because you're, you're really... Um, you're working with people's lives oh, ab- and, oh, and absolutely. their, their absolutely. You know, disability. I mean, somebody falls, uh, I mean, it doesn't sound like much, but with my husband being in the construction industry for years, I mean, I know that uh, if you fall eight feet, you could kill yourself. Oh, or, or become a quadriplegic. Right, exactly, or become seriously, dis, you know, uh, serious disability. So what, what you do when you do all this investigation and stuff must be very... Um, must warm your heart knowing that you have, uh, you know, found out who truly was at fault and making sure that the uh, penalty or the award gets to the right person. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes it's the injured worker's fault. Oh, sure. I need to figure that out because I don't want, for example, if an injured worker sues a general contractor, I don't want the general contractor getting penalized because... We've got uh, some willful misconduct right. on the exactly, you know, exactly, exactly. Yep. exactly. How many times have we all heard that painters are always drunk? <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that's a good one. You know, usually, what painters do, they set their ladders up uh, on a uneven surface. Well, yeah. Duh. Yeah, or, exactly. or they don't tie off the ladder at the top, or yeah. all all kinds of good things. <laughs> you know, Diane, that's that's one thing that I always check. If it's a, a death case, um, 
I always check the autopsy report and the toxicology report to see how much oh. marijuana they've smoked before the job. Oh. Believe me, it's more common than you would think. My God, you should have your own TV show. You should be one of these girls on, on TV or at least, you know, start your own company, you know, Jerry Glass and Girlfriends. Yeah, that's, that's, no, no, you know what I would call it? I would call it safety glass. There you go. Safety glass. I'm just so clever. (laughs) Well, now, what about, I mean, do you actually have to go out there and crawl around on all these sites and stuff? I mean, what do you wear to work? Actually, um, actually, yes, I have, and I've given safety meetings, and everybody, well, what do I wear to work? I wear jeans and T-shirts or jeans and sweatshirts because, you know, my boss does, yeah. so I figure you I'm going to be wearing a hard hat, girlfriend. Well, yeah, I always do, and you know what, since, you know, when I bop on the, you know, a construction site, all these guys think I'm just some Barbie, Yeah. and so <laughs> I thought... I thought, well, you know what, might as well play up the role. So, sure. Um, my sister, in fact, sent me a package of Barbie stickers, and <laughs> I pasted them all over my hard hat. <laughs> and so I thought, you know what, if they think I'm a Barbie, I just might as well play, up, you know, play it up to the hilt. Right. But, you know, I am. I am. See, so that's good because this. yeah, they don't realize how serious you are about oh, what you're I doing. I am no nonsense when I get onto a construction site. Yeah. They better have everything in order or I'm going right to their superintendent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I know the codes, I know the rules, and we obey them or, you know, somebody's going to get fined or... Uh, reprimanded or warned or something. Exactly, exactly. Well, that you know, that's the only way, unfortunately, you know, that some people really learn is, uh, you know, especially if it's a, a worker who thinks he can, you know, stop and have two or three beers for breakfast yeah. before he comes into work and oh, then he yeah, falls yeah. off the ladder. I mean, yeah, you know, then happens. he sues the GC. That's not that's not fair. Uh, or or he drops his tools. <gasps> you know, he's too drunk to right. you know, put it in his tool belt and it. You know, the tool falls through. Falls down and hits somebody. Hits right. somebody on the head. I've yep. got a whole handful of those cases. I was going to say, I don't know what the um, the rate is. You might know this, but I, I know my husband has mentioned it. He said something like, if you drop a uh, like a like one of those big nails, I don't even know what they're called, but they're about as big as your forefinger, you know, a good-sized nail. If you drop that from like 10 stories up, when it oh. hits the ground, it's it weighs like some incredible amount. I mean, if you were standing there and that nail came down and hit you in the head, it'd kill you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, gosh, if a sticky note fell from eight stories, you know, <laughs> you would you'd probably get a concussion, you know, with the, the gravity and the, you know, yeah. the velocity of that. Gosh, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is so true. I mean, that that's the thing. People do not understand that this is, you know, why you really need to, you know, when they have, like, part of the sidewalk roped off or something like that, right. uh, you really need to, you know, give them their space. Walk yeah. around it because you don't know all these guys up there and what condition they're in and whatever. And if they just accidentally, like you say, drop so much as a sticky note or have them put yeah, a nail yeah. or a washer and it comes down and hits you, you're going to, you know, it can mess yeah. you up. Yeah, no, and, uh, no kidding. You really need to pay attention to you know, yep. your surroundings and all that. Yeah, yeah exactly. as they always tell us, they always be aware. Be aware right. of your surroundings. Well, what's what's what have you got on for like 
the future. I mean, you know, you're obviously at the top of your game, and we joked about having, you know, safety glass. <laughs> um, uh, but, I mean, realistically, um, let's see, you went to Europe last year for a couple weeks vacation. You had a fabulous time, I understand. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, I went in um, April, the first week of April, which was just the perfect weather, 65 degrees every day. And I, that was the most, honestly, one of the most incredible experiences in my life. Where was the, what was, what was your favorite uh, place that you visited? Well, obviously the Sistine Chapel. Oh, gosh. gosh. Oh. I mean, I got, needed a cervical collar after I got out of that from <laughs> looking up. And it just literally took my breath away. Not yeah. only mine, but everybody was there. When you come out of that place, you, I mean, you can't speak or think or anything. It is so yeah. over. It just is so overwhelming. I mean, really, just, yes. My my brains just flew <laughs> out of the top. They were, of my they were on hold. No. Yeah, they were. They were just. Oh gosh, it was. Well, um, are you going back? Um, I think at some. You know, I don't like to. I don't like to fly. I don't like airports. So oh. that kind of. Yeah, uh, you know, makes traveling for me difficult. But um, uh, the answer is yes. I want to go back to Europe. Um, I would think next time I will just I will pick a different country to see. Uh-huh. Um, I'd like to see Ireland and oh, me too. Yeah, but yes. the other on the other hand, I want to see you know Greece because I love oh yes. and oh yeah, the, especially you being such like an architecture construction yeah, person. And there's, there's all of that, but the Greek literature and mythology was kind of my deal. So oh. I, need to, I need to see all that. Oh, and then well, now you'd better not go running around over there, you know, telling people that this and that is not yeah, off the yeah, code. <laughs> That they that they need a handrail going up to the Acropolis right. or something. Exactly. <laughs> they might not take well to that. They're saying, "Well, lady, this has been here for three thousand years. I know, it hasn't know. fallen down yet." So, oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> I could I can just see that all now. I'd get arrested. <laughs> I'm going to get arrested. I mean, you, are you kidding, Jerry? You look great. You, you'd get pinched. Oh yeah! Get <laughs> oh gosh! They'd be coming oh. over and putting their arm around you and saying, you know, come over here and have a little glass of ouzo and it'll look better. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I take them up on that too. There you go. I mean, that's what vacations are for. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I had a blast. I just had a blast. Oh great! Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I went crazy when I had a chance to go over there, and I am just, oh, I'm dying to get back to Scotland. Huh? The architecture is so amazing. I'm telling you, when yeah. I got back to the United States and I just saw all this, I know it's is it it's so drab and, drab and boxy and going up boxy, no architectural detail. Yeah, I about screamed my head off. Oh, I know it's so depressing. Well, what we'll, we'll look forward to is your opportunity to uh, to plan for and uh, uh, get your your next trip uh, out and going, and we'll stay. 
stay in touch so that we hear if uh, safety glass gets off the ground. <laughs> and uh, we only have about uh, a minute or so, a minute and a half left. So um, tell us one thing that I haven't asked you that you'd like the folks to know that are listening. I know your, your parents will be um, reading the transcript later. And, of course, a lot of your fans will be doing the same. Um, and, uh, you know, tell us uh, one thing that you'd like to say to everybody before we go because we have one minute left. Well, I just wish everybody has a happy and safe day today. Um, and, gosh, that, that's about it. That's about it, huh? Tell everybody to have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank and you. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my cat, Mickey, to have her picture with Santa Claus. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you'll have to uh, you'll have to send that to me, and I'll get it posted on Yahoo so everybody can see it. That would be, that would be fun. <laughs> okay, Jer, we're just about out of time, so thank you so much for joining us on Cindy Rackwood's show. And Go talk shout to you out soon. to all the listeners. Okay. Okay, I'll talk to you. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Okay, bye. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties, festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakn-rollentertainment.com. The ability to wield power, shape the environment and the outcome, and the desire to make things happen are essential characteristics of all great leaders. Explore the essence of leadership from an insider's point of view on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio, international coach, consultant, and advisor to leaders for over 20 years. Get the unvarnished, inside story on how leaders in the spotlight take the critical decisions that deliver exceptional, real-world results and why they sometimes spectacularly and publicly fail as well. Tune into Leadership Intuitions for a behind-the-scenes look at what gets great leaders up in the morning and what keeps them up at night. Go beyond the conventional advice about what great leaders are and what they do and learn how to create your own personal legacy as a leader. Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio broadcasts each Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, Power, Achievement, Relationships. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty says just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. 
Dance is Life, Life is Dance, broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. We all know that somebody. They are always in a great mood, always smiling, always getting exactly what they want. What if that somebody could be you? Let Andrea with an I help you find your personal bliss every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America channel. Explore the endless possibilities of using the law of attraction through faith, trust, and support. Tune in Wednesdays to Ask Andrea, the law of attraction in action on the Voice America channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Hi, everybody. I'm picking up where my very talented um, co-host has left off, and um, I want to thank Diane Chandler for bringing in every living playmate that ever existed since 1900. And now we're going into another celebration of women, and I have on the soul of Bubbles and Cheesecake, and that's Allie and Holly. Good morning, girls. Hi. Good morning. It's early for you, eh? Oh, my God. Yes. We, Holly <laughs> called me at 6.30 just to remind me. I thought a bomb had gone off. <laughs> it's, it's tough for musicians, I know, but you know what? Your publicist told me that you would be happy to do it because it's shameless self-promotion. Yes, yes. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so you could go Thank back you. to sleep. You're wearing your PJs now, footsie pajamas, and now you could go back to sleep. Uh, yeah. God, we hope, we hope. Well, I hope so, too. So, listen, I you know, I went into your website, and um, it's very catchy. I'm going to try to play this here for everybody to hear. Let me see. I'm going to turn it up. So, let everybody listen for a second. I want to get right in there with my picket sign. Yes, absolutely. It's a woman thing. I'm telling you, like, you know, I want to be one of those. I want to be walking around and saying, yeah, it's a woman thing. Well, please, uh, just, like, you know, stay on the site and send everyone there, and they can all be woman things. I think, yeah. it, no, I think it's terrific. It's, it's very clever, and I love the way that you have a theme that all talent and art and contributors have a homemade kind of feel to it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, our our the kind of uh, galvanizing thought of bubbles and cheesecake really is um, creativity. If you can express yourself, if you're not afraid to express yourself, and that could be in any way, in how you dress, in what your hair is like, in you know the um, you know penguins and little grass skirts that you put on your front lawn, whatever it is. If you're not afraid to express yourself creatively, that's a road to self-esteem. And that's uh, particularly a woman thing, but it really is an everyone thing. It is an everyone thing. I agree with that. But in particular, you know, women, women need to have special voices. I mean, believe it or not, like people consider us, a minority from time yeah. to time. Yeah. I don't get yeah. it, but they do. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable in this day and age. And well, well, you know, 
when we wrote the song, I, I came over to Allie's house and I told her about something. You know, I had wanted to do this and then somebody else said this and I knew that what I wanted to do was the first thing and then I just went with this other situation and, she, and Allie looked at me and she goes, well, that's a woman thing. And then I looked at her and she looked at me and we're like, okay, that's the song we're writing today. And and really, you know, the, it's the kind of um, what becomes the chorus of the song is um, if you think that you don't know what you know, when you know that you really do know, it's a dirty old shame and a dirty old game that you let your power go. That's a woman thing. I love it. So yeah. I love it. It yeah. sounds like it sounds like the kind of thing that I, you know, it's so catchy that I almost want to say that I'm probably picking it up as a movie soundtrack in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh-huh. you know what? Everybody, you know, listen. You know, it's a writer's strike affecting you at all. Um, not, well, not us because well, I, neither one of us are a member of that union, and we're both writers. So you know, we're okay, and we're not writing. You know, we're listen as a, as a songwriter, you um, rarely get paid for anything anyway in right. terms of, of writing. You know, you only get paid if something sells, and then, you know, on top of that, if it's a hit and royalties start coming in. So You've already done a boatload of work by the time that has or has not happened. Yeah, you know, but but in general, we're not get used to getting paid for what we do anyway, which is an entirely other matter. I tried to unionize songwriters in 1981, but, um, uh, you know, but no, we're, we're not affected for it, but we're not... Um, we're not in the same situation as those uh, writers for whom we have great sympathy because you don't want to start us on um, studios and record companies and yeah, the like and, and the inequities that writers and you know other ones that are considered low on the wrong uh, you know when suffer. And of course, without writers, there'd be nothing. Exactly. Mm. I mean, it's really similar to the music industry where. You know, without all the artists that are actually creating the work that causes there to be something that's bought and sold, without a story, there's no movie. So, you know, it's just, it's greed that, that I don't support. Right, so, and songwriters have just been beaten into submission. I mean, unless, you know, if you're an artist-songwriter or, you know, producer-songwriter, someone with an incredibly high profile, you don't find yourself in that situation. But for 99.9% of songwriters... You're, you know, you're writing with no compensation if you're asked to write for someone or even to write for a movie because they've asked a zillion other people and, you know, expected on spec. Um, And in terms of not getting royalties on the Internet, you know, we don't get royalties when our songs and movies, um, you know, play on anything from, you know, videos on TV, whether, whether, wherever the films sell. I mean, we're so used to not getting compensated, it's staggering. Yeah, but you know what, that isn't, it's, there's a point to that though. There's many, many people that don't get compensated anyway. And I don't want to get overly political, I just thought that it was, you know, sort of a, an organic tie-in. It's, um, you know, it sort of occurred to me that, yeah, it's a bummer that writers can't get, you know, royalties with the windows from the web and DVDs and all of that kind of stuff, but there's so many people that never did anyway. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know but I do hope they win because people need to see how important writers are. No, I yeah. know. And it's a, it, well, you have a lot of them here. Now, tell me how you got together. Tell me, your, tell me the soul of Bubbles and Cheesecake story. 
Well, we were introduced by my music publisher writing for my solo album a couple of years, well, let's see, 2001. And so we got together to start working and work on a bunch of songs, including one with Lamont Dozier of Holland Dozier Holland. Do you know who that is? Yes, yes. Right, so we wrote uh, one of the songs that Bubbles and Cheesecake has revisited at that point, uh, along with another one, I Confess. And then out at the end of that writing time for us... Well, wait, can I say one thing, though? Yeah. I absolutely did not have any interest in starting to write with someone new at that point. I was doing so many other things besides music, and I was really... um, uh, you know, as a songwriter, you do get asked to do, um, I mean, if you're lucky enough, you get asked to do a lot of different things, but because so many other people are being asked, you know, songs just kind of tend to build up. So I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know Holly. I wasn't so interested in doing it and just having more songs build up. But when I heard the demos that um, Marla McNally had sent us, I thought that her her voice was extraordinary and I thought her songwriting talent was great. And what worked about us when we got together is that um, she could kind of fly the same way I could, and you don't find a lot of writers who can do that. For instance, I never, ever write a song before I go into record. I just turn it on and whatever happens at the moment happens and it's either good or it's not and if uh, you know it really just work on an idea as long as it's flowing so that could be anything from a lyric to a string line to a drum pattern and then i just have confidence that if things are written kind of in the same time and space they all eventually will snap together and become a very unique song and holly could really go with that kind of, you know, flying, you know, trapeze without a net. And so we really, really, really um, clicked and wrote, I guess, about five songs over a year period or so. And then I got the color purple, you know, to co-write the music and lyrics uh, for the musical with Brenda Russell and Stephen Bray. And Holly, in fact, sang on the uh, demo of the first song we wrote, um to get the gig, actually, because you had to compete to get the the gig. Mm-hmm. So I was off for the next uh, four and a half years writing that, and by the time I got done, um, Holly had joined Narles Barkley, and that was right in the midst of their whole, you know, success with Crazy. So we had a huge gap in the time that we could write though together, though we kept trying and trying, and now the lovely cheesecake will pick up the story. <laughs> well, you know, it's a great story. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kept quiet. Oh, boy. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, before before the lovely cheesecake gets into the story, we do have yeah. to take a commercial break, so I don't want to cut you off when you get into the whole climax and all of that okay. kind of stuff. But um, in the meantime, before we go to break, I just want to say that, again, this website, The Soul of Bubbles and Cheesecake, it says a lot. I think that it brings you right into the gestalt of, you know, woman power. It's, you know, it reminds me of something in the 60s, but, yeah. you know, it's 
but modernized because it's online, and I, I just think it's very, very clever. So I want everybody to kind of check out the solar bubbles at cheesecake.com. Uh, well, right. and actually, it's just uh, the website is bubbles and and oh. bubbles and cheesecake.com. Easier than exactly easier. So let's take a commercial break, then we'll come back, and then we'll hear Allie's part of the story. No, no actually, Holly's part Holly. of the story. <laughs> ha ha, caught myself. Okay, thanks a lot. Stay tuned. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. Festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions. We do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. We all know that somebody. They are always in a great mood, always smiling, always getting exactly what they want. What if that somebody could be you? Let Andrea with an I help you find your personal bliss every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America channel. Explore the endless possibilities of using the law of attraction through faith, trust, and support. Tune in Wednesdays to Ask Andrea, the law of attraction in action on the Voice America channel. Free yourself from the prison of your conditioned thoughts and destroy barriers that hinder your success. Tune in to Empowered Living, Life, Truth, and Being Free with host, speaker, writer, and personal coach Steve Maraboli. Steve and his expert guests take you on a quest for truth and highlight philosophies and strategies that help you release your greatest self. It's time to shake off mediocrity, destroy personal barriers, live up to your greatest potential, and align with happiness, success, and excellence. With Empowered Living, Life, the Truth, and Being Free with Steve Mariboli. Broadcasting every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Empowered Living, Life, the Truth, and Being Free. Release the power within. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're, we're back with Holly and Allie, who, www.bubblesandcheesecake.com, if you want to know what we're all talking about. And now we're going to hear um, Holly's part of the story, because we already heard we already heard Allie's, but of course you could always go into the archives and hear Allie's again. 
Yes. <laughs> and please do. <laughs> yes, and definitely do. And then tell all your friends to also go and do that. No, I want to bring you lots of friends to go into the site because that's really one of the goals, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's yes, a really, I know, I know it's cheesecake's uh, uh, turn to talk, but, um, <laughs> but you, know, the, the, <laughs> the, you know, it's not at all a promotional band website. It really is, uh, you know, meant to be as uh, distinct a piece of art as the songs are, as the video, you know, is. It's, uh, it, it's very much made, you know, our, our whole thing was really conceived to be an Internet Centric project, and it looks that way. It doesn't look coerced. I mean, you know, that's why I really liked it when Henry Eshelman asked me to take a look. I just like left it on all day because I really like the song. Excellent. That's I fun. really, really okay. like the song. It got me real woman power. But I really love the way that you're right. It's not a commercial site at all. It's what the web was supposed to be all about in the first place. Instead of you know e-commerce. You know? Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, there's a very artsy feel to it. It makes you feel like a grown-up, but yet it gives you, like, the feeling that you're in a in an arts and crafts class that you want to get into. Yeah, no, um, you know, and, and my experience with the Internet goes back now, all, you know, almost, well, 16, 17 years. And, you know, I've addressed Congress on cyberspace. I've lectured at Harvard on it. I, you know, I got into it really, really early and throughout the 90s was preaching, you know, this isn't just meant to be a shopping site. It's not to, meant to be, I don't mean site, I mean medium. Internet is a medium. It's not, you know, it's not just meant to be a carrier of the old mediums, which, you know, it's really still to this day being used as, you know. So we really, really, really wanted to take advantage of you know, the fact that you could cut the middleman out, the fact that you can do very, very unique things and kind of extend ideas longer and longer and longer by, you know, developing something expressly for that medium. Well, let me ask these question. concepts are very new for me, actually, because I come from a singing and performing background, mostly, like, I'm happiest when I'm on stage um, singing mine and other people's songs, and so... The concepts that Ali's talking about and the ideas that she's talking about, I always knew were a part of her life, as well as her kitsch collection and all the different aspects you see about Willis Wonderland, which is the pink house where the video takes place. I knew all these things were a part of her life, but we've been working on this for about a year now, and the more we've done, the more I've come up to speed with what the future is and what today is in terms of what the Internet can do in terms of getting people to create and getting people to communicate. So... Basically, what happened is I came off the road from Nalls Barkley to basically to write with Allie because over that few-year period, we called each other and said, can you write? No, I'm busy. Can you write? No, I'm busy. So <laughs> when she was available, I said, okay, it's time to go back and go to work. So I walked in, and she said, okay, so I'm ready to write, but I want to make the records with you in the house because um, she has a great studio there, and we have a great engineer called Murray the Engineer, and we make these great kind of crazy, kitsch, soul, homemade feeling and sounding records. And in the past, the records that I had made of the songs we wrote kind of ironed out the kookiness and the freshness. They're interesting, but they're more kind of sought out and less kind of off the cuff and free feeling. Right. And and so Allie said, I don't want to lose the, the, the great oddness about our records. I said, okay, well, that sounds cool. And then after a couple of minutes, I thought, well, you know, 
if that's what we're going to do, then actually this shouldn't just be a Holly record. This should be Holly and Allie because her background vocals are so distinctive and what she brings to the table musically in terms of arrangements is so distinctive. It, it really wouldn't be right for it to be like just my record. And so then uh, about 10 minutes later, I looked at her, and she was okay with that. She's like, yeah, that, that could be cool. But as she said before, she has lots of different things going on all at the same time. And, and a few minutes later, I said, I looked at her, I said, you know, I've actually acquired my own alter ego. And she looked at me and she said, oh, because she has this alter ego, Bubble the Artist, which came about when she left her focus about the Internet. She started painting as Bubble the Artist. And I'm very intrigued with, like, bad artists. I don't know if any of you guys know the Del Rubio triplets, who were 75-year-old triplets. This was in the 80s. And wore miniskirts and go-go boots and sang, you know, incredibly out of tune, but in perfect out of tune harmony with each other. I'm one of the people that actually know them because when yes. you're over 45, you do. Yeah. Not that I want to date myself, but. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing that you know them. I love that. Yeah, so, and Bubbles was, um, just developed, you know, I, I just decided be Bubbles the artist. This was after spending almost eight years, I guess, trying to, um, uh, I actually was funded by Intel for, uh, a couple of those years to build alternative cyberspaces and but you know my life had become about tap dancing for money from all these tech companies and I really missed really just being an artist and um, no I'm going to go off on too much of a tangent I'm we're, now we're turning it back to cheesecake we can come oh, oh, oh wait let me let me just say one thing though <laughs> that, that uh, you know so bubbles was really just meant to be a del rubio level artist and I started that in 1999, and it was a way to kind of bring all these things that I had just done in prototype to put, you know, that on the on the web. Um, but as, so it started as a joke, selling paintings, really, you know, fifty, sixty dollars. But I ended up selling almost a thousand of them. So bubbles, uh, like during the whole writing of the color purple, it was bubbles that supported me. So I seriously believed in having my alter ego, who I managed, uh, because I got to express parts of myself that I couldn't as the legit uh, alley, you know, who had sold 50 million records and blah, 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 you know, had to somewhat conform to industry standards, you know, stuff that I would never have had the nerve to do. So I felt it was really uh, healthy to express both through myself and Bubbles the Artist. Back to Cheesecake. So there's this thing that happens for me every now and then, like when I'm trying to, like, get my husband out of bed or maybe I'm really hungry, I just start freestyling, like like rhyming, right? So we're driving down a car one day listening to hip-hop, and I was really hungry, and I started just rhyming about all the food I wanted to eat. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden I got to the dessert section of my flow, and my husband just looked at me and he goes, Look out, Mouth, MC Cheesecake. Oh, well, there you go, and Cheesecake was born. And Cheesecake was born, so I said, Allie, it's not just a Holly and Allie album, it's a Bubbles and Cheesecake album, and Bubbles can be the protege of, and Cheesecake can be the protege of Bubbles, the way that I've sort of been your songwriting protege. And then she looked a little more intrigued. And well, then it, well minutes, of course, it's like, you know. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was like yeah. brilliant. It's a Bonnie and, and Clyde, you know. Because I don't know exactly. if Bonnie and Clyde's names were really Bonnie and Clyde, but that's too deep in film, you know, sort of. No, I think it was. <laughs> okay. They were. Well, we so can make them like, the alter egos. 
So then a few minutes later, I just said, Allie, I know what the album is called. And she said, what? And I said, The Soul of Bubbles and Cheesecake. And then she was in. You know, because for me, for uh, actually since 1981, that's when I remember having my epiphany, I was always looking for a way to combine my music with my art, with my party throwing, with basically everything, because I believe creativity doesn't just come out via one thing. If you kind of feel the spirit, it's this very organic thing that takes over your whole. That's... W-H-O-L-E. <laughs> so <laughs> I felt especially on this show I better clarify that. But, uh, well, it takes over everything, so I guess that part's included too. But, um, you know, so this just seemed like, oh, my God, this is just completely perfect because I'm someone who likes to reinvent myself all the time. And when the color purple, once it opened, which was December 2005 on Broadway, um, I thought, okay, it's time to be Bubbles again because I really had to retire her the last couple years of writing because I just had to stay in a color purple state. But, you know, just painting again, just doing ceramics, it wasn't doing it for me. So the fact that Holly said this, I thought, wow, here's a concept that I can kind of pour everything into. Well, it sounds fantastic, and you know what? We have to end, but you could come on the show again. Yeah, we're ready. Uh, and well, you, by the it. way, if you don't know her, have to meet Gail Zappa because the two of you have the exact same voice. Well, you know what? I think it's funny. I have friends that have worked with Gail Zappa, I think, so we'll have to talk. Yes. We'll have to talk, but listen, I love what you're doing. I want to encourage people to look at bubblesandcheesecake.com. Holly, Allie, I think you're both great. Good for you for reinventing something soulful. And um, we'll be in touch. Thanks for joining the show this morning. Thank Have a great you. day. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.